the future of photography. Hi, Ed. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? That's good. It's hard to find time. We're releasing this episode a bit later, but still on this, still on the planned days. So I think we're still good. Yes, I haven't. Uh, I haven't dared check Twitter the day to figure out whether we've uh, disappointed a lot of people or not. But uh, ho- hopefully, just a few hours late, and then uh, next week we'll be back on track. Yeah, trying to make this as reliable as possible. So here's the thing: you, um, when when I prepared the episode for today in our shared document, uh, I put a topic in there that's not the topic we want to talk about today, and then you e- edit. Pretty much the same day when iOS 12 was announced, you added a comment at the top of that document saying iOS 12 colon meh. Nah. Yeah. And so, was... so I'm willing to be challenged. <laughs> so I just de- I decided to make this episode about iOS 12 just <laughs> just to mess with just to, just to wind me up. Okay. <laughs> so well, no, no, this, let's do it then. Let's do it because you you you. Okay. So this is a challenge then. So I challenge you to prove to me that <laughs> iOS 12 is interesting to photographers. Challenge right, accepted. There you go. And if you fail my challenge, <laughs> then we will change the show notes for the whole show back to meh. <laughs> challenge accepted. Now I mean. Let's face it, it's getting harder to wow us with new photography related features in smartphones, right? It's they have come yeah. a long way in terms of uh, megapixels, in terms of features, software wise, hardware wise, better dynamic range, and so on. Um, but and, and this is and this, I, I will do this episode based on uh, the iOS 12 announcement, which was just a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago when we were recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do not want to make this kind of into a fanboy, um, Apple fanboy kind of thing, because, and you'll see in a moment that it's not going to be, because others have the same stuff, uh, at least some of the same stuff, and have had it longer than Apple had. So um, I to prepare for this, I just looked briefly looked into the history of what the smartphone cameras have have um, how they have developed over the last 10 years and uh, when the first iphone came out and i'm talking by the way iphone because that's the one i'm most familiar with right so 2007 two megapixels how about that it's, yeah yes i two think megapixels. before before that before iphone you had to go sony didn't you sony with a leading brand i had a lovely little sony candy bar phone that had yeah. probably only a one megapixel camera in it but in its day it was groundbreaking sony was doing was doing really good nokia was doing really good with their cameras um 2009 three megapixels with apple samsung at the same time announced like an eight megapixel phone camera thing but it was more like a, you know, the, the, how the iPhones now have this camera bump where the camera sticks out slightly of the phone. Ah, okay, back, yeah. back then, Samsung did that, but the bump was huge because it was pretty much a pocket camera and a phone fused together. Um, and then uh, the iPhone went to five megapixels, and they added like a LED flash and VGA video initially, and it kind of kept evolving. Um, sometimes it was merely feature catch up, so. The panorama mode was announced in 2012. That's when you can like swipe the phone and it 
it stitches individual photos together into a panorama. Google had that at that time called Photosphere. Yeah, I remember um, when that started to come out because I always used to use an app called Auto Stitch at that time. Oh yeah, oh I'm yeah. Not, I'm not sure if you can even get that anymore. <laughs> you know that the revolution back then was exactly that Auto Stitch algorithm because before that, in order to get a panorama out of multiple photos, you had to align them precisely and then go into a software and tell tell the software on this photo that pixel is the same as this pixel on that photo and they would it was really difficult to do and uh so nokia 2012 nokia knocked it out of the park with a pure view of camera of camera phone that, that long ago wow. that was 41 megapixels they, they, there, there was a big 41. fuss about the marketing of that as well, wasn't there? But, right, but, because uh, they used something called pixel binning and they were kind of putting pixels together, so it wasn't actually the res- resolution with most light conditions. Um, Sony, Samsung in 2013, they took over with like 13 megapixels and 16 megapixels in their phones. Um, and then 2014 with the iPhone 5, they introduced the infamous camera bump. Which I, we'll, I skipped that one. I didn't have one of those. We'll, we'll talk about the bump just in a, in a minute. But that bulge or bump is, has since been on iPhones. So the camera has been sticking out a bit like a millimeter. Um, and then it's actually, I think, kind of um, incremental feature features added, like 60 frames per second video, then uh, 4K video, live photos, then the second lens in the plus phones with the like a telephoto lens and then software features like the portrait mode which can blur the background uh from a portrait or other things that are close to the camera and 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 smaller uh, bigger apertures and um one unsung feature on the iphone 8 by the way is slow sync have you heard of that well, I so, know it in terms of using a, a proper mirrorless or, or DSLR, which which is pretty much the combination of a if you use flash and you have a second curtain firing, uh, the half the flash firing on the second curtain, and combine that with the longer exposure of the surroundings, you get kind of more evened out uh, brightness in the photo. Not this, yeah, the, this the, flashy there's look the classic. Is, there's a classic shot for this, isn't there? Which is like a, a a bus or a taxi or something in a city at night. Or and, and yeah, or a person a on a party, you know, you have the so. Oh yeah, you can get the ghosting of a person dancing at a party or something yeah, like that. So yeah. so that's all nice and uh, interesting. The camera bump, by the way, is 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 I think one of the most interesting features. I don't like it because it's in the way in some way. You can't lay the camera flat on a table, for example, or the the phone. But that seems to be a case where Apple has clearly. Um, gone away from their design first uh, paradigm over the, and have, they have a priority on improving the camera over the design. Oh, that's an interesting observation because yeah, I, I hadn't really thought of it in that sense. <laughs> because if you look at, I mean, if you ask Johnny Ive, I'm pretty sure he's not happy about the camera bump. Uh, he wants flat <laughs> slabs without any features and buttons and stuff. So uh, this this camera bump, I think, I believe, is a necessity because. You could make the camera smaller, but then the quality would suffer. And Apple themselves have said, we are the world's biggest camera manufacturer. And I think 
what I heard is there there are over 600 people working in Apple's camera division or department. So they have like... that's probably just the design element of it before you get to manufacturing, isn't it? (laughs) Probably. So so this is, I mean, cameras are really, really important. And I think Apple has recognized that really early that people want their photos and making it easier for them to deal with the photos uh, seems to be a priority. Um, Now, others are doing that too. Again, this is not an Apple fanboy episode. Um, if you look at Google Photos, for example, that has like a ton of features. And with iOS 12, Apple has now announced features um, on the photo side that some are some are kind of new and haven't been there before, but some are also kind of catch-up features to catch up with what Google Photos is doing. So oh, it's always good when there's enough competition in the marketplace oh, to definitely, make people try definitely. harder. I'm all up for that, definitely. definitely. So, okay, so this is the bit. Where, so, so there's the history. I'm looking through the list of, of phones there, and I rec- recognise that I have a phone from 2015. Actually, but there you go. Um, maybe I should. Maybe there's there, there's lots of new hardware that I can get my hands on if I was to buy a new you phone. Yeah, I was but, I was the I was the skip type of person. Kind of every other one every two years is fine. There's plenty good. Probably yeah, I used to don't be. even need that. And... They don't need it. Don't need to anymore, though. Really, well, I've got the... a fresh battery in my my t- my phone. I think is two and a half years old. I got a fresh battery in it recently because, um, and I had that under a warranty, so it was uh, it was fine. Didn't even pay pay for it, but um, it still works really well. Right, mm. and 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 now I was twelve. I have a I have an iPhone SE here um, next to my. Eight. I have the SE for kind of testing purposes, but that SE is kind of a 6S on the inside. So that's that's two years old now from a hardware mm. point of view. And they're doing interesting stuff with uh, iOS 12 to completely outside the photography to make this thing faster, more responsive. So there won't be much of a need to upgrade the phone unless you want kind of additional features like Face oh. ID and that stuff. That sounds very not Apple. <laughs> Normally, they want to push you to buy the hardware, don't they? The software I is don't, just there. Well, with iOS 12, they're kind of proving the opposite because older phones will become faster. I'm, uh, I'm positive about this. I, I noticed this here on the SE when I put the beta on on that smaller phone. Um, it's much more zippy. <laughs> oh, so you've already tried this stuff then. Okay. Oh, yeah. Pl- I'm playing bad. with this. I'm playing with this, not on my main phone, but on the SE. So I don't, I don't have like uh, Face ID and fancy touch uh force touch kind of thing but at least uh some of the features i can test here and um let's go over those announced features now ios 12 is not supposed to come out for another few months but uh they are just as just (laughs) have a half an hour before we started recording here the the second beta of ios 12 made it on my phone so just updated that um and it's an interesting there's some interesting stuff happening there because uh, they had, for example, they had uh, this automatic creation of photo stories for you. I think that has been around for um, for several months. So the, the, the phone oh, okay. would would analyze photos and look at stuff that has been taken in a in a close enough proximity, time wise and and place wise to to identify that as an event and then put it together into kind of an automatic slideshow thing. Is that um, something they call memories previously? They call memories. They have now, uh, they still have that, but they have now their own, like it's a tab called For You. And the For You now contains an interesting bunch of features and mixes. First of all, yes, they do have uh, these 
on this day with by a date or at this oh, event yeah, yeah. or mm. your your journey to such and such or uh here nepal and bhutan from october november 2017 manhattan new york in may 2018 it's it's automatically labeling those based on the location and the dates and um it does a fairly good job in pulling together not just the photos and and short video snippets from that event but uh it also seems to be quite good at identifying the interesting looking ones okay. so there's a lot of a lot of machine learning analysis going on in the background it groups the photos for you so it makes this whole keeping those events together easy because it does it for you uh, it makes those movies and you can change those like you can choose the mood you can change it like from from a dreamy or sentimental or chill or happy or whatever kind of thing um it's pretty much do you know the quick app q u i k yeah that's the gopro one isn't it 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 used to be its own thing then gopro bought it and that has this kind of feature in it like taking your uh your video and cutting out the interesting bits and making those into a video for you with music uh that's pretty much that feature so um, apple Apple, what's the term? Okay. Apple another nail, in, another nail in the coffin for GoPro. Then. <laughs> um, not necessarily, but it's definitely a feature that is now built into the operating system, and it works really well. I'm I'm impressed by it. Okay. Um, another thing it does now, um, which is again making heavy use of the machine learning aspects, is uh, the sharing suggestions. So it suggests. If you go into an event, it suggests who to share that with based on who else was there, who is in the photo. So it does face recognition. Mm. doesn't necessarily tell you that's your father unless you already told your iPhone that, by the way, this is my father. And then it will, they will, it will start recognizing that person. And you can train it over time by adding more photos, but it does a pretty good job um, on its own. And then it yeah, will pretty much allow you to share those photos with the people who were at that event with you. That's interesting because I, when, I when I do things like sharing on iCloud at the moment, it does it based upon the face recognition records in the Photos app, but I don't think it links to my contacts. So it well, wouldn't know that that person who I have given a name to, to a face, is, is a certain iCloud contact and interestingly enough like with one event where i where i looked into that it suggests rather reliably i have done some training on some faces there like my family it knows my family now by face yeah um but based on that it suggested the contacts including their um their um apple icloud account so Ooh. i can directly share it there it also had several people in that list that were not at that event, but it thought that they looked similar, uh, but it didn't have those pre-selected. So it added a few people and gave me the option to to select them and share. And um, the, the but this continues because when you share something, by the way, those those are now shared in full resolution, so the others will have the same photos. And uh, apparently, and I haven't haven't really tried this because I only have this one phone. 
Uh, apparently, the others will then also be prompted to share their photos back to you. And they get to choose which photos to share. But like share 10 photos, your 10 favorite photos out of that event. There's kind of a pre-selection made already, but you can adjust that. That's interesting. So what happens in the future when you try to travel across a border, but it's a small country and they've outsourced their border control to Apple? What happens if the photo of App, the, the Apple AI has linked to your iCloud account is not of you or it's of you when you were younger or you when you had a beard or, or something like that? Oh, you'll probably end up in detention straight away. <laughs> so, they, so they've linked. So they're processing at the back end then, aren't they? Well, they, they are no, taking they are, photos from multiple accounts and processing across They are processing them. that on the phone, though. That's what Apple says. They are not doing this in the cloud. They are doing this on the phone. Must be illegal That's, to do it in the cloud. Oh, Google does it in the cloud. <laughs> Everyone yeah, that apart is, from that, Apple that, seems that, that, to do it in the cloud. Those two things are not mutually exclusive, though. <laughs> that is true. No, of course, of course, these these things also have a scary angle. You cannot deny that. So they're doing it on the phone. So they've yes. made it okay. So so and as a, as far as I know, they don't do it on the phone right away. But they, I think, will analyze your stuff overnight when you're when you have the phone plugged into the power because it's probably a bit power hungry. Yeah, because a lot of the iCloud sharing is asynchronous anyway, isn't it? It's it's yeah. yeah so yeah, I can see why that why they might do that. That's interesting stuff, so, isn't it? Searching mm. searching is getting an update uh, because you can now combine terms as in you search I mean so far you could you could type in cat, mouse, dog, house, building, whatever and it would already have those recognized for you. So without you tagging them, the the the, the AI is um I think there's a couple I don't know. I think the last thing I heard is 5 to 10,000 different things that it can recognize. Okay. So cool. it will um, it will give you pictures of cats when you type in cat in the search box. Uh, now you can uh, combine those. You can say... I don't take pictures of cats. That would be quite a surprise if that worked for me. <laughs> of course. But uh, here's, here's an example. Hiking and mountains. You could now search for several things in that search box and it will combine the search. And it also highlights while you're typing. So um, I was looking at, for pictures at, taken at museums and I typed in M-U-S and then it already, like like when you search on Google, it pre-populates like a search list that others might have searched. And it goes yeah. through your stuff and says, oh, by the way, here, um, let me show you while you type that word, which things I have that you might be looking for. Yes. Yeah. So, in the, the, so, so yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that's interesting, isn't it? I did see, and I forget where this was. I did see a couple of weeks ago, an article that was called something like why you should never bother keywording your images. And I thought, okay, so there's a bit of clickbait in the title, obviously, <clears throat> but uh, the, the main thrust of it was, uh, you know, in, in a year or two's time, the AI will be way better at this than you could ever be. So don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, the advantage that the advantage that uh, iPhones have is that by default they capture the location in the photo. They have the geodata, so they know where the photo's been taken. Um, with a lot of uh, like DSLRs, you you might have a GPS built in, but you have to enable it because it eats up too much battery. So there's still. Apple iPhones and pretty much all other smartphones have more information to work with when they when they want to categorize things. Oh, huge amounts and so more. On. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot more processing power as well. True. Uh, effect recommendations is another one that I haven't really tested, but it's supposed to come where you where it will look at photos and recommend how to 
uh, treat them. So recommend some effects to use. And that's, that's a catch-up feature to Google Photos. Um, another one, mm. kind of a convenience feature is photo importing, which when you imported photo in the past, you had to kind of wait for the import to finish until you could do anything else. That goes now in the background. So you can continue working on other stuff while your photos import. Uh, it'll f see duplicates and helps you avoid to import those if you have like a card that already has a bunch of pictures on it that you already that's imported. interesting because when you have to pay for cloud backup <laughs> memory that's good um, expensive you know, i don't i yeah so so i um i do use icloud for 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 some photos you know for sharing them and and for for backup purposes um uh, but I don't. It's it's not part of my core workflow. It's right at the very end when I, when I finished, and I'll take a subset of the images that I like, and I'll throw them into iCloud, you know, just as an extra backup, and because I might share them with family or something like that. I don't, um, uh, yeah. So so if it could avoid duplicating that, that would be quite handy. <laughs> okay. I to pay them um, less money then. <laughs> uh, it will also, by the way, uh, I mean, as more and more photographers want to just take an iPad with them and use that to process their photos. The, the tools are there now. Um, you often, they, they would often run into memory constraints on their pads because they're, I don't know, might not be the biggest model or they have too many photos on there. And that, that used to be a problem. It still is a problem if you have too many photos, but it will now let you know before the import if they will fit. So it will analyze the space and say, ah, those won't fit. You have to make a subselection. Wow. When we live in a world where raw files can be 50 megabytes. Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> you know, uh, that's quite, yeah, that's, that's, that's quite useful, I think. <laughs> Yeah, Im import speed seems to have improved. Um, I haven't tried this, but like you can now plug in a card and it just imports faster than before. Uh, interesting now, really interesting now for photographers who want to leave their laptops at home is that uh, that out of the box, iOS will now support RAW. As in, you can now edit your RAW files instead of just the JPEGs that used to be extracted from the RAW file. So... Uh, that's pretty cool. That that's, is that's that's yeah, and as again, processing power wise, the the devices are definitely there. Uh, I think there's still this fight between the space on the device and uh, and uh, yes. battery runtime and so on. But being does able that, to that import and edit raw, does that mean the, the the camera app will now shoot raw? I don't know that, but I would assume that that's the case. Yes. That's interesting because the, the uh, that uh, that is interesting. So then, then then you've got real options there if it could do that, can you? Because you know some people would prefer raw, but some people will prefer the new you know uh, what the is it the hike format or something like that, which is the new the new JPEG format, the high efficiency codec thing. Yes. Yeah, that one. Yes, yes. So that could be interesting. Another. Okay. Another improvement uh, they have apparently done in their portrait mode. That's the mode that detects the person and then blurs the background for you. Um, that used to have like a not always uh, that that wouldn't always detect exactly like where the hairs were and the edges were and sometimes would overshoot. Um, from what I've read, people testing this, uh, it has dramatically improved. So, yeah, your DSLR with its big sensor is. Especially for for shallow depth of field, um, might not be that that 
that useful mm. anymore in the future. I think I'll keep mine if it's all right with you. <laughs> but but here's my killer feature. Here's the absolute oh, killer feature. Okay. How often have you, uh, well, do you... I assume you use the built-in camera. And I assume that you will swipe to the left on your home screen, on your lock screen, to take a quick photo. That's, uh, yeah. Okay. That's the way. Yes, that, that's the way to access the camera. If if the phone is locked, you you turn it on, and then you just swipe left, and then you're in the camera, and then you can take a quick photo. It's the the fastest way to access the camera. Um, and every now and then, that is just that it bulks a bit. It takes a it takes a second or two or three to think about turning the camera on and. That's like three three seconds too long for me, you know. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If this, oh come on, come on, you can you can turn on your camera, and you're looking at this black screen. You swiped it over, and it just takes too long. That is now instant. Okay, this is so that that, that I could like. I, this is I, my I killer feature, like but above all of the others, that's the this is like feature. this is like when they improved the eject button in the Mac OS, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember it took it used to take about a minute and a half to eject a CD? Yeah. <laughs> and they said, oh, and it took them about two years to develop the fast yeah. eject. <laughs> and they said, so, it was a lot harder than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> so the faster, and even and even on this on the older iPhone SE, the three-year-old iPhone, or two, 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 three-year-old iPhone SE, um, that is just swipe instantly on. So that's like, yay, finally. That's good, yeah. There's yeah. an interesting feature for developers in there. Um, they have like with every WWDC, with every every developer conference, Apple announces um, new APIs, new stuff that programmers can use to make apps. And one they introduce is called the Portrait Segmentation API, which is pretty much, uh, well, sits on top of the portrait photography feature the depth recognition feature that we've talked about often here mm -hmm. in the show it's a new api for developers that allows them to separate the photo into layers based on depth so you could now uh, based on that api separate out the background from the foreground and yeah do a do an app like a virtual green screen kind of thing where you that's, swap in, that's interesting actually i've been waiting for something like that Oh, it was just there a matter a couple of time, of, yeah. There were a couple of desktop apps that could read the depth map. Depth map, yes, that's right, depth map information. But I hadn't, I don't think I'd seen any uh, any phone apps or any iOS apps that, that were actually could, could, could take that depth map information and do anything with it. Right. Now, I assume that this will only be on cameras that have two, uh, on, on phones that have two cameras for that depth information. I don't think it goes, like, it won't probably work on my iPhone 8 with just one camera because it also doesn't support that portrait mode. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my assumption. Um, uh, other than that, stuff that uses the camera, the, well, the, the AR, the augmented reality features have now, will with iOS 12 have the ability to have shared experiences. So you could have several people using the AR and looking at the same things and playing the same game together. Okay, which you're catching Pokemon together. Excellent. Yeah, that's um, it's at this point it's mainly on a on a yeah, play and toy kind of level, but um I'm pretty sure we will see that seep into other other you areas could do, as well. You could do you could do um uh, an AR event, couldn't you? You know like um as a phenomenon I never understood, but the silent disco 
phenomenon where everybody is in a room and there's lots of lights like a like a nightclub but everybody's wearing headphones oh <laughs> I, I know ne- i never understood the appeal of that i'm just i guess i uh my, my days of clubbing were, were were when djs used to put records on and occasionally cds but there you go um the the, the you could see you could imagine somebody which band would do this do you know who do this muse would do this right? are oh, yes. you a muse fan <laughs> Uh, I I know of them and I know some of their music. So Muse, yeah, okay. So Muse, I can they they've done quite a few uh, virtual reality videos, you know, three sixty uh, immersion stuff with Google. I I can imagine Muse doing a gig of some sort, right, where they weren't actually there. You had to look at it through your phone on AR. <laughs> oh, that that will that the whole AR thing is. I mean, let's not go down that that rabbit hole but but the whole ar thing will enable stuff like you'll you'll be uh watching a, a, a soccer world cup game right from the sidelines while not being there you know there's um there's yeah. stuff in the future but that's that's definitely some of the future there it's one for the next royal wedding isn't it <laughs> for, oh yeah we totally want to sit in the first row there definitely <laughs> i want to sit on the queen's lap hey that's treason <laughs> you is watch it? your language is <laughs> it? probably i don't know are you a royalist <laughs> totally uh, am i a royalist I, d- I don't think i'm an active royalist but okay. I, I i take some comfort that there are some people who've been bred for leadership that are there's, running the country there, there's, there's, <laughs> a, there's a tiny little royalist in every brit i'm sure uh yeah yes yes uh, unless they uh, uh, unless you're absolutely not there are there are some quite strong anti-royalist tendencies <laughs> I know. in it uh, i'm well. just teasing but, uh, but uh, yeah okay all right so, so what does this mean for the future of photography not the queen but the whole uh, smartphone announcements um okay. and i've just i've just put together a few points here i think will there will be less need to use third party apps which for for some things at least Happen- at- I mean that that happens a long time yeah, over time anyway. Doesn't That's kind of a yeah. given because Apple is known to uh, to Sherlock apps. And by the way, if you don't know what Sherlocking means, Google it. Um, so Apple Apple takes apps and replaces them with features built into the operating system uh, that are all good the big enough. Companies, yeah, Am- Amazon are quite uh, yeah. Um, oh, they're good at that too. Yeah, quite good at that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Um, I think we'll have a lot of interesting use cases and fun use cases, uh, especially when it comes to the the uh, portrait segmentation API, virtual green screen stuff. Um, I think will has a great potential. To be fun, I, especially that could with be good cool. edge you detection. Could, you could make videos, couldn't you? You could shoot oh, a yeah. green screen video uh, on your phone uh, and edit it using iMovie and publish it using whatever. And uh, actually, that could be fun. Yeah, that could or, be fun. Or you share that to someone else and they will edit it and put you in front of something strange. <laughs> well, <laughs> It'll be mostly Star Wars stuff, won't it? Let's face it. Probably. <laughs> um I think we'll also we can also expect more photo spam from others with the sharing suggestions. I didn't want your photos, oh, but Oh no, you know. that sounds terrible. No. no I swear. Oh. Well, as as long as they keep them grouped together, that's I think still uh a good thing. But They'll here's have to introduce a mute function, won't they? <laughs> I think they 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 must they they have to <laughs> over time do that. But here's one story that just the other day um came I came across in another podcast and it was um I was thinking of something like what has been announced 
Um, someone wrote in to this other podcast that his his 80-year-old dad loves to share photos with others. He loves to look at photos with others, but he cannot handle the computer that well anymore. Right? He's getting too old for that. And he has mm -hmm. a PC and he has tons of photos, but they're really not well organized. They are in folders and they're duplicate folders and three different folders for the same family vacation, lots of redundancy. And uh, the, uh, it was heartbreaking to hear how he goes and tries to find those photos right now. He has printouts of the directory structure, of the folder structure on seven Ooh, pages. Wow. So he's going through those seven pages trying to find them and then has to go to the computer to, uh, to, yeah, to identify them. And he's pretty much... And that's the only way he can do it right now because he just never put so much time into the org organizing side and the tagging side, or maybe he didn't have the tools. But it is, he's, he's, he's losing his joy in looking at photos because it's too tedious for him. And I think that's where stuff like the content recognition, the grouping of events for you, the, the whole AI part, the better search features, that's where... That's one of the use cases where I think this is really going to make a difference. It's not going to be just stuff that we look at and go, ha that's funny, but I don't need that. But um, someone like that is definitely going to uh, enjoy photography more um, this way. Yeah, okay. Yes, I can see that. I, I still go back to your killer feature, though, your, uh, yeah, it, which is the faster open the camera. Because that will help photo. people take That'll help people take better photos. And more. <laughs> well, okay. More photos is not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> better photos is a good thing. Let's <laughs> Yeah. But you'll be so so you know, it's 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 the Cartier Bresson decisive moment, isn't it? it you know, it, it's like, oh because I, I have missed <clears throat> things, you know. Uh, oh. unexpected things in the past because it's taken me just too long to get my phone. That's, that's one of my mottos. Anything that's between me and a, and a photo is has to has to go. Uh, be I had a moment a... like that today, actually. Just, oh. you just triggered a memory. I was I was on my way. Uh, I was on my way to well, to a meeting. Actually, this is in in my work life, um, and I uh, I got stopped uh, at a junction, and just sitting there on a post beside me was a magpie eating something. Um, and I thought, oh, right, I get, I get my phone out. And I thought, no, there's no way. I mean, apart from the fact that I was in traffic and I had to you know, <laughs> focus on the driving, there was no way I would have been able to get my phone, which was sitting just beside me in the little cubby hole in my car. Um, uh, there's no way I'd have been able to switch it on on time, get it all done and sorted. And I just thought to myself, I wish if I'd had... Yeah, a little point and shoot camera. I've got an Olympus Tough camera that would have done it, or or maybe even a, a slightly bigger camera. You know, I could have picked that up off the passenger seat and and got the got the shot. So maybe, faster, maybe this will help. Faster slide to photos will also then mean f uh, more traffic accidents, right? Oh, uh, well, so uh, yeah, that but that's just you know um, natural selection. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Adrian. <laughs> question did i manage to make this ios 12 topic more interesting than you thought it was oh wow okay so well i i i guess the listener for the it. show will, will do that so so have you done okay so yes i think you did okay um i there there is more depth in there than i had appreciated by reading highlights of wwdc <laughs> uh and uh let's see what would i pick out um 
I'm less fussed about in uh, uh, you know more raw support. Actually, I'd be more interested if they were doubling down on the the high efficiency codecs and and making those work better, um, getting you know ca- keeping more information in them. Um, so, but you know, uh, less fussed about that. But the uh, I'm interested in the back end AI stuff of the sharing suggestions. That that looks like that that could get quite uh, quite uh, powerful uh, very quickly. Um, uh, I'd be interested to see them bring in the controls around it as well at the application sure. level. Um, but the yeah, and and giving and the API for the depth map information actually, I think the, yeah, the uh, that that sounds interesting. That could spawn a whole bunch of of new and interesting things. Um, that that really for me, I, I think probably is the most interesting thing from an image making point of view. If we could get some apps that allow us, even j- just on our phones, you know, to to play around with that depth map information, um, that kind that kind of that 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 has an that gives you ability to fine tune, wouldn't it? So, so yeah, maybe it's not meh. Maybe there's a couple of things in there. I'd probably, I'd, to, to take advantage of them, I'd have to go and buy a new phone. And what do they cost at the moment? About £1,200 or something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for me, my my two main features, uh, if I if I had to pick out two, would be clearly the faster the faster slide, the Im- immediate yeah, availability that, of the definitely. camera. That definitely is, takes the crown. But uh, the second one would be the the whole background analysis grouping of photos sharing aspects of it so you'd have the the background ai so i think we're on the same page there i think we're pretty aligned there aren't we yeah and and uh, yeah okay all right well let's the you know proof is in the pudding and all that but as i say i think so, some of it is, is stuff that I, I may end up being able to take advantage of later this year if i buy a new phone Depends oh, on even it. if you don't uh, you will have some of those features it's not yeah. all depth related and it's not all it doesn't all require two cameras so all right there we go another episode in the can and we will be back in a week talking about sensors that time mm, Until then, yes take care that'd be a good one all right cheers bye-bye you've been listening to the future of photography a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Hold up. 